This is the Ghost Podcast, and I'm your host, Rosemary. Today, we have a guest with us. Her name is Cash. And Cash, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Um, I saw your comment on my IG, and I was really excited that it already got some attention and that it was noted. Yeah. So I think we connected because you started a page called the Ghosted Girl um, yeah. Ghosted Girl Project. And I think I, I follow some of the hashtags with ghosting. So I saw what you were doing and it's similar to what we're doing on this podcast. So reached out to you and I'm excited to have you on. Thank you. So to start off, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, uh, my name is Cash. I work in higher ed. Um, I enjoy working at higher ed. I'm actually in school. I'm going to be finished in 2024. I'm so excited. Um, that's what I'm focused on now. Um, I started a ghosted girl project because I've noticed over my dating career, um, that getting ghosted is not something that's abnormal anymore. It's very normal. Um, and what I've learned is, is that ghosting doesn't just happen in romantic relationships, um, I've actually been ghosted by a best friend. Um, so I um, I just started writing my feelings down. I'm very creative. I like to do art. So I found, I was like, I don't know if I can paint my way out of this. So let's write. And so that's what started this idea. Do you mind sharing a little bit more information about how long you've been in the dating world, what your experience has been like? So... I got married um, very young, around 22, and by 25, I was fully divorced, and when I went through that divorce, I told myself, I'm going to take a couple years off, because there's obviously some things I need to work um, work on about me, and <clears throat> I'm very, um, I hold close to my faith, I'm a Christian, so I was like, I need to learn about the Lord, and I just need time to myself. Well, those two years turned into eight almost. And I was like, just enjoying my life, going places, doing things I've never done before, um, just enjoying myself. And dating was not on my mind. And then it popped into my mind, like, maybe I'm ready to like test the waters. And so I got out there and I test the waters with dating apps when I first got married were like very like 4chan. They were like <laughs> almost something you didn't do um, unless you were really, I would say use the word desperate. It was very like, mm, we don't know. But nowadays it's very common to be on a dating app. So I downloaded one with the help of my brother and I matched with a lot of people and I happened to match to the first person who actually ended up ghosting me. But um, it was very weird trying to traverse what dating was when I first got married versus what it is now, just because of how everybody is on their emotional spectrum. <laughs> so that's what dating's been like for me, just figuring out what I like and um, just looking at red flags. I didn't know what red flags were when I was 22. I didn't know about being emotionally available and being a safe space. And now as I get older and what I see, it's been very interesting to say the least. I will say that every experience I have leaves me with a lesson learned. I'll definitely say that. Cash, do you want to talk a little bit about your ghosting experiences? I know you've had some romantic ghosting experiences and then you also mentioned a friend ghosted you. Yes. So, um, 
The romantic ones, I think, are almost in line with a lot that people will be able to identify with. You're talking, you're really enjoying this person, and all of a sudden, they disappear off the face of the earth, <laughs> and you're trying to figure out, well, what happened, and then it leaves. Um, the ghosting experience afterwards is really what I would almost like to target for most people because we all see the stages of ghosting, like really close to this person, everything's going well, um, all the block, and all of a sudden they disappear off the face of the face of the earth. And so um, usually the feelings I left with being romantically ghosted or just feeling used and confused where that person is. And actually this last time, I realized that I really liked the person that ghosted me. And now I'm having a hard time kind of reconciling, reconciling that. Sorry, I can't speak um, between myself, my mind and what what I know that is right between myself. Like I'm trying to say, OK, I really like this person. And if they reenter my life, I'll be OK with but the other side of me is like, no, they don't deserve you because they walk straight out your life, you know. And so I'm dealing with that and um, just the world of social media. But my ghosting experience with my friend, close friend, known her since um, middle school. And um, fast forward, we're in our 30s. We went through our whole breakup. She was there for me for my divorce. Really close friend. Go to church together. Those type of things. And she moved out of um, the city I'm in. And she moved not far, like two hours but um, she actually ended up moving back to where I was and we were supposed to meet up, but never did. But she ended up getting married and, you know, just a life rotation, kind of keeping up with each other on Facebook and texting and that kind of thing. Um, but I noticed one day I was on Facebook and I was like, oh, what is my friend doing? I haven't usually I comment on her stuff and, you know, I'll see her around and be like, oh, you did this, this, this. Um, but I noticed I didn't see anymore. And then I noticed I was she unfriended me. And she she didn't block me because I could still see her, but she unfriended me. And so I called her, I think, and she didn't answer. And then I left her a message um, that was like, hey, I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know what I did, um, but I would like to have a conversation with you, basically, um, to see what's going on, because this is not how we operate. Like she was so much so my best friend. I called her twin and she was like a sister to me. And um, I didn't hear from her. And I said, hey, I just don't like how this was done. And I don't like how this makes me feel. And we're closer than this. So, you know, let me know what's going on. I didn't hear from her. And then all of a sudden she was like, oh, I've been meaning to call you. She takes me back. And then we go have breakfast. And she's telling me about how life is kind of going on for her. And I said, hey, what's going on? Why did you unfriend me? She was like, oh, it was just something I was dealing with. I was jealous that you were reposting something else. And I noticed that you never did it for me. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so all these years we've been friends, this this little thing bothered you and you couldn't tell me as close as we've been. So um, she's she actually contacted me a couple weeks ago and she was like, I miss you. And I was like, I miss you. Well, I didn't say I miss you too. I'm be honest. I said, I love you. And I hope all is well. And I sincerely, I try to make sure whatever I say, I sincerely mean. Um, but it was just a weird, I was ghosting no matter what, where you experience. And it's always weird because you're always wondering like, what did I do wrong for that, you know, to that person? And then, Oh, 
And then the feelings always come up of feeling used. And then I see stuff, if I'm switching back to romantic, see stuff on social media and you see other friends with your best friend and you're like, well, what happened? And that kind of thing. So those have been just my ghosting experiences romantically and with my best friend. Do you want to go into any more detail? Uh, I know you said you've had two different romantic ghostings. Do you want to talk a little bit more about those and what happened? And Um, the first one we met online, which was for both of them. And he was further away because he was actually in the military. Um, Nice person. I'm able to say that now after some (laughs) healing, but um, we talked, we got along well, we did a lot of FaceTiming and um, maybe four, three months in, I noticed like all the communication started to like dwindle down almost. And, um, you know, I reached out to him and I was like, Hey, is there anything I did? What's going on? And then he was like, I'm just really busy. I got a lot of stuff going on. I'm really busy. And, um, we still kept up with text messaging and calling sometimes. And, um, after a while it's been, we known, we knew each other for like a year and a half. So we were, we didn't fully enter a relationship. I guess the stage, we were just in a talking phase for that long and just becoming each other's friends and things like that. And um, I finally went down to see him and we had a nice time together. And after that, I contacted him and I didn't hear back. And then it triggered a whole, like I sent this man a whole essay. (laughs) Like what's going on? hey, this is not what I want. You're not being intentional with me. And I just never heard back from him. And then he finally contacted me, I think almost a year ago, and was trying to like come back into my life. And I was like, you have no right to come in my life now. Um, The second time, um, this person I actually had a date with first. I still met him online, but we had a date like relatively quickly. We had it like the next day because we were just going to the movies. And we talked almost every day, FaceTime maybe two, three times a day. And call me every day, check on me, talk about what's going on in our lives, you know, that kind of thing. And um, all of a sudden, I don't hear from him anymore. And it was so weird. Because the last communication I had with him was what I was eating for um, dinner, and he actually paid for it. Um, so I was like, um, "This is weird." Um, I tried to call him, nothing. Um, I sent out a text message. My last, I always like to say I'm closing the loop on something. So when I'm done, I give myself like silent deadlines. Like I give myself a week to feel how I'm feeling. If it still bothers me, I'm going to text you tell you how I feel and just close the loop. I can't leave stuff open-ended because it. I'm an overthinker. It just, it'll just send me into what ifs. And I can't do that to myself because I'll be stuck there. Is I'm curious when you do that, when you reach out to someone to let them know how whatever they did made you feel or what your thoughts are, does it make you feel better? Does it make you feel worse? How do you feel afterwards? Usually I just feel like I said what I felt. And that was fair because what the action they took against me wasn't at least now, if I'm closing the loop and saying how I feel, 
I feel like at least I've expressed it. I don't care if you text back. You can left, leave me on red. As long as the message got through to you and I express how I felt at the end of the day, I feel like that was fair enough, at least for me. And what do you typically say? Usually I just express how I feel like, hey, I didn't like how this was going because this is not the person you portrayed to be towards me. So I'm disappointed in that you showed that. And I thought we had more communication than that, which with him I did. We talked literally almost about everything. And I told him, I remember telling him, please don't do this to anybody else because they don't deserve it. And I didn't deserve it. Um, I hope all will be well with you. Take care. And have you ever gotten a response to that? He did respond back to me like a few weeks later. Um, you know, he was like, oh, um, I was busy. I was doing a lot of traveling for my job. A lot of things were stacking up. I'm just not emotionally in a good space. I apologize for my poor communication. I was like, poor. <laughs> That's what I thought in my mind. I was like, poor. This is this is beyond poor. This is awful. You just literally, because he has so much going on, he literally just shut down. And that's, you can't do that to other people. And so I expressed to him, I took that night, I kind of regathered myself because once I, it was like reopening the wound because I sent my final message. I'm done with you. I've deleted your number. I don't have your pictures anywhere. I have erased you from all my technologies. (laughs) You know, I'm done with you. And when he texted me back, it was like, oh, you know, my feelings, like we're reopening this again. And so when he texts me, he didn't text back. I was like, I'm not about to go through this loop. I texted him. I said, I'm unsettled and I'm up. He was like, I'm sorry I missed your phone call. I have a lot going on. I have a lot going on, but I wanted to apologize for my poor communication. And I'm sorry things are going this way. And I was like, that's fine. That's You can at least call me. And um, I knew some personal things were really going on. He was grieving a death that was close in his family. So he was close to in his family and work did pile up on him. I have the ability to still give grace, but not so much that I'm putting myself, making myself a mat. And I was like, look, I I can't do this with you. Where, what are we doing? Are we going, we're going to try to fix this or we just need to step away from each other? And he was like, I just not in a good place and I don't want to put you there either. And so that's, where we left off um I think the last thing I texted him like we're good we're cool and he was like thank you and um afterwards now starting the ghost girl that's when I started the ghost girl project because I literally needed to get my emotions in check I realized that it wasn't just particularly him that I was dealing with I was dealing with some old wounds from childhood and just the disappointment of the dating experiences that I've had all together just kind of just came out when he finally goes to me. I was just like, I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted because when you get, when you get ghosted, you feel almost used. Like people use your kindness and your, the essence of you, they get what they want and then they just disappear out of your life. No, how are you doing? No. You know, I took something from you. You just feel depleted. And that's how I felt at the end of this experience. I felt 
depleted. And I think when it happens so often, and it may not be each individual ghosting experiences that painful or hurtful, or even someone you knew that well, but when it keeps happening over and over and over again, or people are just flaking on you or, you know, treating you poorly, that's when it really starts to build up. And I think that's where some of the, um, the damage is happening with online dating when people just keep having yeah. terrible experiences over and over and over, you know, they've done studies that it impacts people's mental health in a really negative way. And yeah, I think that's really unfortunate because so many people are having these same experiences. Yeah. I was in anything when you're in that frame of mind can be triggering. Like your, my algorithm, when I first met him, it was on like a lot of love stuff, like the love quotes, like seven ways you know a man is really into you. And that, you know, those type of love memes. And I saw them after he goes to me and I was just, I was a mess. Um, and I, so I had to change my algorithm. I was just clicking, not interested because I just didn't need to see that. I even took a break off of social media because social media in general, um, can be very, very triggering. Um, and actually, um, uh, my brother said that he, the person I was speaking to didn't, he doesn't live here, but he's from here and he's here from the summer. My brother was like, Oh, I saw him yesterday. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> oh no <laughs> we live i realized we live very close we are uh, we live on the same side of town but we live less than 10 minutes apart and so i was that sent me into a ball of thoughts and um a lot of the ghosting dealing with it is dealing with your memories is dealing it within yourself um i realized like i will drum up a scenario, a what if scenario so quickly. What if, you know, I run into them and then we talk about it and then, you know, that kind of thing. And it just triggers it. You can spend hours just making up what ifs and living in this like fantasy world. Yeah. And I'm just trying to fix it. I have, I have male friends who assure me that men don't think like this. He's always telling me, I'm always like discussing all these scenarios with one of my good friends. And he's always like, just be a man. I don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I literally have to stop myself. Like once I get in, I'm like, you know what? This is not real. This is not real. He hasn't called me. We're not friends at this moment. It is what it is. And that's just kind of where, where, and it just so it happens so suddenly you could be doing some work and then it just, they pop into your mind and then all of a sudden you have this whole grand scenario. And so I try to be careful with that as well. Just making sure now, like any romantic connection I do have, I don't bring that baggage of what's happened to me onto that person. Cause it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Cash, what other thoughts do you have about ghosting from your ghost to girl project that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, it does get better. I um I took up actually took up counseling because I was like I need to work this out. Um, but it does get better. I think time really does heal things. And um I've learned that taking care of myself really helps. 
Um, not just doing the maintenance. A lot of people be like, oh, I'm about to do self-care and they go and get their feet and nails done. That's not self-care. That's maintenance <laughs> if you prefer to do that. But really sitting down with your thoughts and writing them out if you have to or if you have your faith, leaning on your faith or leaning on your friends and family um, just to have someone to talk to so you don't feel like you, you're by yourself, basically. Um I still have to remember, even in um, any other romantic scenario, that you know I still have to be respectful of him. I don't want to be a trash talker, you know. I still want to uphold my own character, um, and you know, it just gets easier as time goes. It really does. I like the last time we sat down versus now, I feel like I feel a lot better about it. Like I can talk to him and not talk about him and not cry about it later on Um, because it was just I don't know. I just don't know if I, I liked him a lot or he just held this potential for me that this is the type of man I want. Um, But I don't believe people, people do you like that if they really care for you and it's okay. Eventually you'll get over and you'll be like, you know what it is, what it is. You just chalk it up to almost the dating game and not every one of them is going to be successful. If you really are looking for your, you know, your person, you can't marry a thousand people, you you know, legally, Mm -hmm. but you know what I mean? Like there's going to be that right person that's going to treat you right from day one. And that's what I've just come to realize. I do think people can treat you poorly and not have it mean that they don't care about you. I think sometimes they're incapable of being able to be that authentic person with you and, you know, for whatever reason. But I do agree that that definitely is a sign that that's not your person. Or not. I know a lot of people be like, well, what if they come back? Because that was a scenario I had in my mind, too. I um I told the Lord in prayer, I said, he can't re-enter my life until he's healed from whatever he has going on. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve the person he is now. And that's okay to say if someone is really, you know, gung-ho on that person being him. Mm -hmm. You don't deserve the person they are now. (laughs) Yeah. And they don't deserve you. No. Um, So I've come to grips with that. Um, and that. And that's okay. I understand that ghosting is going to happen. I just took up hobbies. I started planning. I started, um, I don't let my mind be idle too much. School, being in school helps a lot with that. (laughs) But um, I just don't let myself get idle and start down that that little tunnel of of thoughts. What if this happened and trying to go back? I realized that we time travel with our mind. And I know that sounds crazy, but when we go to memories and start remembering person, we're going backwards. And it's just us. I learned to be present. Okay, what's going on now? I have this to do. I want to do this. Being very present with myself helped a lot too. Last thing is always just leave with good character. I mean, that's the only thing I have left is the golden rule. Treat others how you want to be treated. And I think... um, that's honored with the person that's really meant for you. I don't ever want to leave, leave anybody in a, almost in a bad situation. You know, I don't want them 
saying when they finished talking to me or they got out of a relationship with me, like this was awful. And it caused them so much mental, <laughs> mental anguish. I just want to be able to say, Hey, I don't want to waste your time or minds. Let's break apart and do it in a healthy way. Nobody likes rejection, but you know, you can't ease the blow by being mature about it instead of just saying, Oh no, I'm just going to act like that person never existed. And I didn't spend a lot of time getting to know them. Yeah. Yeah. Cash, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can our listeners find you? Um, you can find me on Ghosted Girl Project. That's why I'm posting more. I took a break, but I'm posting there. And um, it's Cash as well as my pro my personal profile as well. And that's on IG. <laughs> And listeners, if you would like to be on a future episode or if you have feedback about this episode, you can find us online at theghostpodcaststories.com. You can send me an email at theghostpodcaststories at gmail.com. And you can also find me online at on Instagram at the Ghost Podcast Stories and on TikTok at the Ghost Podcast. And as always, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.